excited to be back with you for season two and this is our penultimate episode there's only one more left you guys this week i am in conversation with Valerie Delforge, a highly experienced beauty business consultant who specialises in helping beauty business owners to really get to grips with their numbers, retail conversion rates, and as a result, staff retention. But first, here's a word from our first ever official Spa Talk sponsor, Tanya Whitebits. Tanya Whitebits began life as a professional spray tan solution back in 2013 after its founder, Shauna Doan, became disillusioned with what was available at the time. She tried a lot of products but found that many of them were orange in appearance, sticky after application and had that wonderful biscuit-like odour that we all know so very well. So she decided to consider developing her own signature brand and thus began her mission to find the perfect tan. Shoned began to explore formulations in 2013 and was determined to remove all of the barriers associated with fake tanning. Her focus became a reality with the creation of Tanya White Bits, a fast drying, quality, non-sticky and odour-free formula. The brand had a fresh new look in 2017, featuring beautiful and original illustrations by creative director and LA-based Welsh artist Nikki Pilkington. I have to say for me personally, this has fast become my favourite tanning brand and my bathroom is well and truly stocked, you guys. So stay tuned until the end to find out how you can get your hands on it too. But now, let's get on with the show, shall we? It's really good to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Really That's, excited. No, it's it's a real pleasure, um, and it had to be done. Um, so, obviously, you know, you and I connected on LinkedIn uh, quite a while ago. So, I I feel like I know what you're about, and you know what your what your mission is. Um, and you and I have had some great chats in the past. Um, but for, for our listeners who maybe don't know who you are, tell us who you are and what your story is. Right. So how long do we have? (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, and the, the power of LinkedIn, I I really do love to connect. I think it's fascinating, isn't it? Mm -hmm. From one connection, suddenly I'm being interviewed and it's really nice, you know, to have that, that kind of, uh, normally I interview people. I think, you know, I interview (laughs) my podcast. Yes. You know, I've been, I'm French, obviously, and I have been in the industry, although some people kind of listen to my accent thinking, where is she from, you know, <laughs> French. Uh, so I've been in the UK for 30 years, so, you know, after a while I'm more English than I am uh, French, and I've uh, <laughs> uh, been in the industry for, uh, well, um, yeah, 30 years almost, um, you know, kind of felt very quickly uh, that this industry was for me. I really enjoyed, you know, we're not selling fish or anything. We are in the high-end <laughs> premium products. You know, we make people feel good and wonderful. So it was always an amazing, you know, I've, I've had an amazing career and I, mm. I've been ever so grateful from all the ups and the downs that I have encountered in my career. Um, you know, started with Clinique behind the counter, so very commercial approach yeah. to everything. You know, Clinique being what they are, 
but in terms of selling, we're absolutely, um, you know, absolutely on point. Mm -hmm. uh, then had a ten love year love affair, ten year love affair with Clarence, um, where uh, that's when I started really working with beauty therapists and understanding that side of the business. Mm -hmm. uh, I then had uh, my own little business um where uh you know i felt that with clarence i was managing 100 and uh i think it was over 200 girls at one point and suddenly wow. i went one therapist my my marketing so that was a massive learning curve i was quite young mm -hmm. i thought i knew it all and then realized actually i don't know it all and i've made a lot of mistakes you know buying machines thinking it's going to be amazing everyone's going to want them you know, because uh, you kind of feel that's the way forward, not mm. really analyzing my target market, not really kind of understanding where I was. I mean, we still managed to, you know, I still managed to, in a year, kind of went from one therapist to four therapists and became a gold salon. Wow. But in terms of cash flow, in terms of, you know, all of the, the headaches that salon owners have, I definitely learned the hard way. Mm. Uh, I then had to sell on uh, for personal reason. And then came down to uh, London. My personal life kind of crumbled around me. So came back down to London, sold it, sold it to my son and partner at the time. And, uh, you know, started working for Urban Retreat, which was uh, oh, okay. on the You Are Beautiful in Kingston. Yeah. And absolutely loved it. Started working with the hairdressers, you know, uh, the, the makeup artists, the nail technicians. So kind of seeing a different side to the mm. industry, which was also very empowering. We mm. had 70 brands to look after. Yes. So, you know, <laughs> whoa, understanding the reps and who I needed to meet and, mm. and etc. to impact the team was really interesting in that sense. Uh, loved it. Loved a benefit. And then I was poached by um, uh, L'Occitane. I don't know if you know L'Occitane. I so know L'Occitane very well. L'Occitane. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, um, again, extremely good at customer journey. Yeah. Very, very detailed. Mm. Uh, but I did feel with L'Occitane is they wanted to do spas and they realized after a year, actually, it's going to cost too much money. And I thought I could have told you that a year ago. <laughs> tell you that a year ago and uh, decided to kind of it was great because I was back into retail so as you can see retail has always been predominant in my life yeah. even with Clarence you know it is a 50-50 ratio 50% treatment 50% retail so you know you are on a complete retail commercial uh, mindset yeah um and then from that, I decided to, um, you know, with L'Occitane, it was great, but I needed, I, I just was missing this, the treatment element. Mm. And I remember uh, one of my uh, recruiter, you know, you've got people following your career and everything. Yes. And there was a recruiter, kind of uh, Nick, who phoned me and said, Valerie, I've got the perfect job for you. You know, please find London as a GM. And I was like, no, I'm not touching that. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> massive reputation you know there's a few dragons in there i'm not doing it and i've had enough dragons in my life anyway mm -hmm. three months later you know you try to look for a job you don't really have the time and i get a phone call from nick again and say valerie uh, it's still there please go for the interview i said i'm not surprised no one wants it um, <laughs> 
um, you know, it's uh, it's so fascinating, really, and uh, kind of went to an interview, and and actually that was perhaps the biggest challenge of my career, um, yeah. where I felt every single element of my skills as a manager, as a leader. Uh, were really taken to the test. And that's when I started really creating systems around what I was, um, you know, uh, delivering, I guess. Mm-hmm. It was far more kind of all the experience that I acquired became into one, you know. Uh, one of the, the therapists I did a, a treatment with her on the first day and, you know, she did amazing treatment. It was brilliant. It was an hour and a half and we're going to make you look beautiful. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do as many add-ons as possible. They had 35% retail rate uh, in that account, in that spa, mm-hmm. out of 2.2 million pound turnover. So, you know, it is massive retail rate. Yeah. By the time I finished with them, we were on 45% retail rate. Wow. And, you know, it's, it's crazy what was going on. And I started really analyzing what made this successful mm. compared to any other spa. Anyway, this particular therapist sat me down after my amazing treatment and just fell in love with the brand there and there. And she looked at me and she said, you're the number nine manager in nine years. Good luck. <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay, wow. that sets the tone. Brilliant, Valerie, you do know how to find the jobs. <laughs> 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 and um you know it was the biggest challenge but the most rewarding i guess yeah. uh, on on many many levels um and uh, from there we managed to go on a minus 27 which was you know going backwards for the past five years the the, the bosses didn't know what to do with that spa and we ended up on a plus six on the year it kind of smashed last year figures wow. and just went on the plus six they'd never seen figures like this especially when it's a big high turnover mm. um for five years so he said oh well here we go here's another five, uh, eight spas to look after <laughs> <laughs> i became the head of spa operation for steiner um in uh, europe so i had uh three four spas in the uk including a mini state spa mandara spa uh, Bliss Bastille, Elimistine Airport, and yeah, three international, uh, wow. Doha and Barcelona. So it was great. It was more strategic. So, you know, yeah. kind of uh, involvement on more of a strategic basis. Mm. Um, but then I was getting people asking me for more and more help, you know, can yeah. you help me with this. And, you know, LinkedIn is a good one for that. Yeah. So I'm having a few clients, and uh, next thing I know, yeah, I took the job. So I've been uh, consulting for now seven years and I'm ever so, so grateful for it. And that, that was going to be my next question. Was that, you know, analyzing the, the retail and the statistics in that, that uh, job that you didn't want to go for, but ended up going for, and then moving into the Steiner role, was it really those two roles that, um, you know, kind of gave you that, uh, different way of looking at things and made you realize that retail was and and business consulting was really where your passion was or that that was going to be the next step for you yeah i guess there was a couple of uh, uh, factors i don't think it was necessarily uh, that decisive i think it was more more about uh, i love empowering others uh, uh, for mm. me important and I I feel like I've always wanted to be the leader of you know for me a leader is someone that can you know very much delegate very Mm. much you know empower others to do their best and I've always loved that you know even Mm. on my current days I remember being on the counter you know on the shop floor and having every 
single one of my team members doing something because they wanted to be developed and standing on the counter thinking, am I serving customers now? <laughs> this is, you know, I've developed so much, everybody, that I'm the one serving the customers, <laughs> which, is, uh, which is great. But, I, I, you know, it's, for me, is if I see someone doing well and even better and move on with their career, mm. I've always loved that from day one. It, from yeah. that, I understood very quickly that if everybody does their job and are empowered to do their job and do even better and are developed, then your job is a lot easier. You know, your mm. job becomes... Leadership for me has always been part of it. I think um, Bliss and Steiner uh, consolidated my systems i did have systems before as a manager um you know i've always had system clarence was extremely good at you know at organization time management i learned a lot from clarence on that, that sense L'Occitane was amazing at customer journey and details of their business. Yeah. So I think I guess I took something from every role, you know, yeah. urban retreat with the retail, the stock holding, <laughs> 70 brands, you know, I learned so much from that. So I took from all of that. And I think Bliss definitely consolidate, consolidated all of my experience into one. And mm -hmm. I realized, okay, now I, I need to be good at every single aspect. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, crumble and i'm gonna i'm gonna basically be going to be eaten alive by <laughs> basically um, so for me it was a matter of consolidating my my um my 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 skills i guess but mm -hmm. also retail as you can see through my career from clinic even my studies in france has always been commercial yeah. uh, i've Always, I've always had the passion for retail. Always, who doesn't like a, a good product and going I somewhere? Know. Oh, just a beautiful premium product. You know, I love being sold to, mm. which is very rare nowadays. You know, and um, and it's just you know, I love premium products. It's always been part of my DNA. That's always been there. I'm I'm exactly the same. I I love being sold to as well. I I think it probably comes more from the fact that we have that knowledge within the industry and we understand how hard therapists can find it so when it happens we really appreciate it <laughs> um, at, at what point did you realize that salons weren't maximizing on every opportunity oh very very early i think um i think even you know in my in my clarence days with some of the counters mm. i realized that you know uh, there were th some therapists better, you know, stronger than others. Mm. And you all have one person that comes into the team and suddenly she's literally thriving in selling. Mm. Um, so uh, I think it's, for me, you can see that, uh, you know, there's an element of mindset. Uh, mm. And you can see that is an element of uh, being prepared to, 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 to sell, I guess. Mm. Um, I think... For me, bliss made me realize the system had mm -hmm. to be in place for it to work. Mm -hmm. um, because obviously, it's you losing that client at one point or another on that customer journey. Mm -hmm. uh, but when I started consulting seven years ago, I realized the state of... <laughs> <laughs> of the industry when it comes to retail selling. You know, I remember doing a talk for Spa Life in Ireland and uh, one of the directors of a very big spa 
came to see me, you know, before I was talking. He said, oh, what are you going to talk about? And I said, oh, retail culture. And he it just literally rolled his eyes at me. He said, oh, just heard it all. <laughs> and I was like, okay, great. Thank you. That's going to be amazing. Um, and, you know, this is the thing. It's just heard it, you know, what are you going to teach me more? It's, it's quite a negative mm. mindset around retail. It's like, oh, here we go. She's going to make me retail. You know, she's going to make mm. me sell. Mm. I think you're right. There's definitely a mindset. And it, it definitely comes from the top, doesn't it? Um, oh what, God, yeah. what, what is it that you think makes sales so scary for therapists? I think they're just to be fair on them, you know, they've never really been trained properly. I mm. think you're lucky if they get half an hour training uh, in the in a college. I mean, that is a very lucky bit. And some of them have been retail, uh, trained by brands, and mm. as we know, some brands are better than others at training yeah. retail training. But also, the brands have more the connection of the product rather than yes. looking at the sell as an overall and mm -hmm. that's where the, the the issue when i hear silence i've been brand trained well good thank god for that they should support you you know but what can they do in order to increase the sell as an overall mm. within your brand? so you know i feel the therapists are it's just not in their mind it's mm. they, they, you know it's not firstly they have a massive issue with the premium products that we're mm. talking about don't understand premium products, you know, um, and also, uh, yeah, they just don't get that premium aspect of the product. Um, and I think they, they, it's just, you know, miss, miss, I call them Brenda's. Brenda's are, you know, <laughs> lovely clients that have been here. And, you know, I do a waxing every three weeks. I've, I know everything about her husband's affair, the children who have gone to university, she's on the she's got a dog, and she comes in every three weeks or four weeks for her waxing, and, you know, do I remember to sell her something? Can I even sell her something after her wax? Can I even introduce her to something? Because that barrier has gone. Yeah. That kind of, you know, it's more of a friendship barrier. It's her almost like an over-familiarization. Yes, fab, fab, a lot. In smaller structure, definitely. Salons, mm. definitely. In spas, it's much more, you know, once the client has had their, their, their treatment and they go off for three hours and relaxing the spa environment, do you think they're going to remember what's going on in that, in that, in that room? Mm. I don't think they So for the therapist, it's very difficult to, to, to you know, to engage in that because it's not in their mindset. It's almost as if it boils down to the actual journey of, you know, the client's journey. And it's so different between spas and salons. One size doesn't fit all at all, does it? Um, it really you, does. Mm. And that's why we get involved over three days where I work with the managers for two days and my trainer goes in. Um, you know, for, um, for, for, for one day with a team or two days, depending, because yeah. it's just no way we, we do do, we do deliver one day training, but I encourage that whole culture mm. where, you know, if you want to change the mindset, you should want the sales to be part of the, of the customer journey and it is consistent, then you've got to invest in that kind of culture program, yeah. uh, retail culture program. Otherwise, 
you know, you've, you, you have, you have, you know, sales, retail sales training and it goes on the peak and then three weeks later it goes down again. Mm. Just what, what, what are the biggest objections you face from therapists and managers then? So <laughs> we have about 30 different excuses <laughs> giving us and on the training, we go through those excuses and you can see everyone laughing and smiling to themselves saying, Oh my God, yes, I've said that before. You know, so they just, they just know like, yes, it's you, you said it, you know, I'm hungry, I'm tired. Um, you know, uh, I've got Sainsbury to go to. I need to hurry up. I haven't got time to finish that that, that sale. Um, the biggest one is I have no time. Mm, yes, and I hear that one a lot as well. If you give me fifteen minutes extra, I'll be able to sell. And I no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not going to give you fifteen minutes extra. And if I look at Bliss, they had zero time bef- between treatments. So, you know, it's massive, massive excuse, the whole, I have no time. Mm. Um, I love the whole, I haven't been trained yeah. on the products. I think that is like, mm, I love that because to me, if you are a salesperson, it doesn't matter if you've been trained or not. You inquired and, and you look at the products and you want to learn. I think it's mm. that's for learning. Um, but I have, I, I have no time is probably the biggest one. And for managers, you know, it kind of varies. I think they're very, they're feeling very, I, I was talking to someone actually not long ago saying it was a brand who said, you know, I've done an incentive and, you know, the, the managers didn't even pass it on to the therapists and the therapists feel a bit upset, etc. So I feel the managers are a little bit overwhelmed on the day-to-day basis of their yeah. operation. Yeah. You know, you have Flossie. So Flossie is my difficult staff member. <laughs> I, I had to give a name because I thought I can't give a real name. I'm going to be sued if uh, if I don't do that. <laughs> make a, a character. So we've got Brenda, your existing client. We've got uh, Flossie, your difficult staff member, and we've got Nancy, who's the new new client that we all love. Um, <laughs> you know, so you know, as a manager, you've got Flossie phoning off sick, you know, for the fourth time in a row. You've got Flossie two, who's got the ump because she's got to do every single client from Flossie one. You've got a client who's got the ump because they've been moving from Flossie one to Flossie two for the fifth time and the fourth time again. <laughs> you've got cleaners that haven't cleaned, the dishwasher that hasn't been taken out. You've got the towels that no one seems to be able to put together. You've got, you know, and you haven't even had your coffee and you're standing there and you think, and you're thinking, am I really going to do the retail culture? I don't really care right now. <laughs> what you want me to sell after all the crap I'm having to do it pardon my French but in a, on a daily basis mm. you know it is such an operational and I think we underestimate the day-to-day operation can be very heavy for managers yeah and can be very um, you know sometimes boring sometimes demotivating and sometimes just hard plain hard yeah and we yeah. underestimate that a lot and therefore to have that mindset on retail you have got to have it in your head mm. every single day. And I think that's what they're struggling with, mm. you know, struggling with, listen, I've got better other fish to fries than thinking about my retail culture. Of course. So we're changing that mindset and we're changing the system to me selling. And that's what Bliss kind of taught me, that whole system around yeah. the far element and, you know, why do they make 35% and the others don't? Um, you know, it's, it's because they had a system, a mindset, 
and retail was part of their culture. Mm. You know? And it's, it was part of the customer journey. There was no getting away yeah. from it. It was part of the customer journey. So, and, and you see it in salons where you or spas, where you can see that therapist that sells and she comes into the team and you've got the manager saying, oh my God, if everyone was like her, you know, I'd be laughing. Mm. And it's like, well, it's interesting that she can do it. But the other one can't. Yeah. yeah. So what is making her do it? Why do you think she's doing it? And how can you encourage the others without demotivating her? Because they're going to think, oh, she's always selling anyway. So, you know. Uh, that's it, isn't it? It's, it's almost as if uh, it has the opposite effect on the rest of the team. Um, yeah. One of my, you talked about some of your favorite excuses. One of mine, and I've heard the whole, you know, I don't have time. That's probably the biggest one for me, but that's very closely followed by, um, but my clients buy online or on the high street or duty free. Yeah. Do you think there's any yeah. merit to those claims? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. I think that's, you know, at the end of the day, I actually feel right now as salon owners and, and spa owners, mm. we have far more power more than ever before yeah. in the retail uh, element of our business, more than ever before. Why? Number one, the client is getting a lot of information out there. So they're getting a little bit confused. They think they know it all, etc. But they are, there's so much out there. Yes, it's convenient to buy online. I'm not saying online is not growing. Of course it is. Mm. But there is an element of the client having that impulse buy. Mm. You know, you go in and you're like, oh, yes, I need, I need that. Yeah, great. I'll take that. You know, there's that element of that impulse buy that we're not tapping into. Yeah when we are in a salon or a spa and we should be tapping it into to every single client mm. you know and for me retail is a, is, is a law of averages the more i try to sell the more i will if i try yeah. and sell to 50 clients i'm likely to sell if i try to sell to 10 clients i'm not likely to sell so it's, it's as simple as that yeah and i think they underestimate the power that they have look I go, so I do a lot of mystery shops for sure, but I'm getting a bit known, so it's a bit hard. So I have to send other people. <laughs> but, you know, I kind of get, I, I kind of go in, and sometimes I don't do mystery shop. I went in to buy a foundation, big brand, big department store, and the girl was so rude. Mm. You know, this is a retail outlet, so mm. rude that I'm like, no wonder I want to buy online. I don't want to buy it from you because you're just literally rude. And I could have bought a powder, a lipstick, because I was in the mood to treat my, I love makeup, to treat myself. Didn't get any other sale. You know, I go into, um, you know, into buying, uh, you know, a lipstick from somewhere else, same. So the retail, when you look at what's going on with retail at the moment, John Lewis is struggling, all of the retails, retail outlets are struggling. But how come... They are so terrible at customer service. Not once I've had an amazing customer service where, yeah, I want to buy more, mm. you know, in the retail element. So no wonder they're going online. In the spa or the salon environment, you are with that client. You have that connection. Mm. You're really touching, feeling. I had my, my IRA manager in clinic who used to say to me, sit down and basically gets bombs on seats it was like mm. how many bombs on seats have you had to do? 
We want to get them to touch and feel the products. That's what we want them to do. And, you know, because we know if we're touching them and we, you know, we try the products on them, they're going to want to buy it. We have clients in front of us, you know, more or less half naked and we have that connection and we can't seem to sell. Mm. But if we shift that mindset, you will, you really will. And that's why to us, when we do the retail culture program with the salons and, and, and that we're working with, number one, mindset. Mm. You know, mindset. It's got to switch. The minute it's switch, you're halfway there. And what do you think it is that makes a successful salon or spa sale? What do you think the kind of missing elements you know obviously we've talked about mindset um but what is it that a therapist can do even just a tiny little tweak you know what's like one little thing that they could implement today for example for anyone who's listening who's thinking okay i want to try this what, what is the one thing that they could do today that would give them enough of a result to then want to continue trying i think there's a, a couple of elements number one is know your prices and your product yeah you know you, you so lose, simple isn't it it's such a simple advice but literally as a client go back to how you feel as a client mm. if there's someone in front of you like that girl who i was buying foundation from you know she literally like just went and got the foundation, scanned it through and told me the price. Got no inclination of anything. Now she's lost me from the get go. If I've got a therapist in front of me who is basically telling me about this amazing product and then she says to me, oh, well, um, well, let me, I'm just going to go and have a look how much it is or whatever. You've lost me, mm. lost me as a client. So, you know, you should know your products by heart. You should know your prices by heart. The more you know those, the more you sound like an expert. Mm. The minute you have to go and look at the price, oh, they can't sell that many or mm, lost that sale. Mm. You know, it, it, the, the selling has to be very, very natural and very flowy. Yeah. And if it isn't, then you've lost it in a matter of a nanosecond, mm. nanosecond. So you've got the customer with you, 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 you've got that connection, the bums on seats, you know, whatever you want to call it, the bodies on beds, you've got <laughs> connections, sounds dodgy, but it, you've got that connection, they're there, you're the expert, know your products and your prices. And how many times have I, you know, have I not had that? Mm. Um, Another thing as well is, you know, find out the out of stocks because, uh, you know, not long ago I was, she was trying to sell me three products and they were all out of stock. So already there's an issue with stock management, which is an entirely different matter. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about, uh, that's my, you know, that's my obsession, uh, stock holding for sure. Um, and, you know, I come out, don't try and sell me the second best thing because you've just told me about the first best thing. Yeah. And so you've lost me mm. so of course i'm gonna go online and have a look because you've sold it to me mm. this is where we're losing that so to me the internet don't i don't get me wrong it has power i'm not saying it hasn't but you have far more powers yeah if you apply it well 
Mm. And if you keep applying it, then then the internet, a hundred percent. So mm. knowledge is power. Knowledge of your products. You know, once upon a time, I'm sure you had that. We used to have to learn every single ingredients of every single product. Oh God, yeah, I do. I remember those days. Yeah. <laughs> but I I still love it. I'm not saying uh, probably all the therapists listening to me thinking, oh my God, she's making me listen. <laughs> you know. <laughs> learn every single ingredients no but at least no two and the key yeah. benefits you know why, think, why look amazing i think there's ways of maximizing on your time as a therapist as well you know that's the number one thing as we've said you know therapists will bring that as the first excuse of i don't have time and i always go back with okay hold on a minute your client's getting on the sofa. You've got at least 30 seconds there where you can go and look at what you've got on the shelves. And when the client's getting off the couch, you also have another, probably more like a minute or two where you can go and check your stock holding, check the pricing, get the three products that you, you want to recommend to your client. Um, you know, and if they're not there, then you go to your option B option, C option D and so on and so forth. Um, and, it's so interesting when I ask therapists to say, you know, to tell me what, how do you spend your time when the client's getting on and off the couch? Uh, or, well, I'll, um, I'll go and go to the toilet or I'll have a quick break. Hmm. But that's not your time to have a break. Is it, <clears throat> you know, yeah, for sure. And I think this is the thing. If you have the mindset of the retail culture in your mind, mm. you just, you know, you, you, you will focus on that. You will focus on that. Mm. Uh, you won't focus on going to have a break and a quick tea or whatever, but it is the change of the mindset. But to me, that mm. cannot happen unless the management and reception has a big part to do as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a team effort for me. Selling Absolutely. is a team effort you know, complete team effort. So, you know, I get annoyed when people say to me, oh, therapists can't sell. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not be something it's I don't know. know. <laughs> we, we know they can't sell. Equally, I don't want to make them feel so unhappy about mm -hmm. selling and stressed about selling that they hate selling. That is beside the whole point of it. Mm. I want selling to be fun, enjoyable, part of what we do and, and more of a culture where we enjoy it. <clears throat> and yeah. I think the minute, you know, when we work with salons and spas, the minute we have that culture, you know, there's less stress. We're not asking you to do two grand a month on products because guess what? You're not even doing 200 pounds at the moment, yeah. you know, so it's fine. But I want to see an increase for mm. sure. I want to increase. Even mine are small, I'm going to change your mindset around selling and you're going to enjoy it. Mm. And a therapist that can do amazing treatment and retail, worth their weight in gold. Oh, and that opens, that, that opens a lot of doors for you as a therapist in your career, in what you want to do. So the more you develop as a therapist, the more you develop that side of it and stop being afraid of it and embrace it, you will find that uh, it just opens up a completely different outlook in your career. And mm. I think that's the minute you switch and understood that and really worked on good products. Um, yeah. You, you'll see the results. For sure. And so is it as part of your consulting business, is it sales that is the, main part of what you do or um is it is there lots of other elements to what you do as well 
Yes, yeah, so I'm very operational. Uh, I'm extremely operational. <clears throat> I believe operation is the heart of the business, the heart of the spa or the salon. And from that operation, I can then, you know, if everything runs smoothly, I can then go out there and do the marketing and the networking that I need to do to bring in the clients. So I focus on five elements of the businesses. Number one is leadership. So mm -hmm. how to become the leader of your business and the leader of your teams. Number two, and empower others. Number two really is budget. You know, uh, I did a webinar once where I said, you know, every financial, every decision that you make should be a financial decision. And yeah. it was like, oh my God, you know, I never had so many, I was thinking, okay, there's an issue in the industry. We don't know our costs. <laughs> we you know, there's a, there's a lot of salon software that gives you, you know, we've got 500 reports. Okay. But what do I do with that? Yeah. And there's so much information out there that again, it's, it gets very, very confusing. Mm -hmm. So for me, the heart of it all is through the budget. You know, I, I will show you how to make the money, increase your cash flow, etc. Number three is through marketing strategy so not necessarily the strategy of you know how to get more followers on Instagram or whatever but definitely a strategy that has an element of you know consistency from mm -hmm. all the platforms you're using including inside of your salon or spa mm -hmm. number four is uh, reception um, very very obsessed with reception I think there's no kind of training out there so we really teach reception from a phone perspective to uh, you know, they're the heart of making or breaking the money, basically. Absolutely, yeah, I agree with you there. And number five is obviously the retail culture that we're obsessed with. And now have a trainer. I got so busy with everything. So I got an amazing trainer who used to work with me at Bliss. So we have the same mindset. And I tend to deal with the managers and mm -hmm. she tends to deal with the, ther the therapist. So, yeah, they're the five key elements uh, that I deal with. But, you know, retail to us is just you know, it's a culture, it's mm -hmm. a culture. And, you know, I remember listening many moons ago to someone who was, you know, uh, you know, part of a brand and telling me, you know, the seven step of success selling. And I remember thinking, I don't remember what step I'm in. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've got this client is very stressful. What step I'm in. And I think I want to break all of those barriers and mm -hmm. just, just like, let's, let's chill out for a minute with, with retail and, you know, and, and let's make it part of what you're creating rather than the I have to, you know, uh, situation. So we're having loads of fun with it. Mm. Loads of fun. It's, it's really lovely to see therapists, you know, growing, enjoying it, sending us messages saying, oh, my God, I've done this sale. You know, it's just lovely. Just, it feels so good to empower others. Um, so, yeah. I think as well, like I, I've seen so much activity on, on your LinkedIn and I, you know, I've seen the, some of the businesses that you've helped and I've actually ended up following some of them on their social media. Um, what would you say has been your most rewarding moment or biggest success story since you started out in the consulting side of the industry seven years ago? Oh, I've got so many. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot. I think, I guess for me, uh, with my consultancy is I tend to have clients for a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I like to see their growth. Um, I've, I've kind of 
feel that a one-off is not enough. I feel that I used to sell six days and it just, it just didn't feel like it was a consistency. So I've now got memberships and, um, uh, it's just been really good because it's just that consistency and I can see the growth and support them through the ups and downs. Yeah. So the, perhaps there's so many, you know, success stories that it's really hard to pinpoint one out, but perhaps in terms of results through the retail program, uh, they uh, came in for that retail culture and now doing leadership uh, program and budget and all of that. And that's River Spine Island. Yeah. Um, well, we started on a 3% uh, uh, retail rate and now we've been 15 to 18%. Wow. So the number that they're generating in terms of revenue, you know, it's a, it's a lovely number. It's a lovely number. And also they have everything. They have a spa, they've got a hairdresser as well. They've got, you know, many pedis, kind of an everything business. So I guess it's like, it's like turning a massive ship, isn't it? A boat. Mm. Like slowly turning it <laughs> yeah you know and she knew when she took me on board she knew it wasn't going to be an overnight effect and I said to her you've got to invest in that in that kind of long-term view of the retail culture because if you don't it's going to be a peak and it will go down again it will drop yeah yeah so it took us a whole year to get the system in place stock management my god yeah stock management <laughs> and that was a an intense program i think people uh, really take for granted that stock management and retail actually do go hand in hand and i know i was guilty of that in the past and i think it's only through being in a sales role that i've really learned to appreciate that you know it's all well and good having um you know all the stock there but if it's not selling and just, you know, there is that link, but we seem no. to forget that. I think, I think for me, it goes very much hand in hand. And this mm. is why it's the retail culture, because, you know, I mean, reps nowadays, when I go into a business, like, oh no, you're not working with Valerie, are you? <laughs> because <they're very, laughs> I'm going to tighten everything. Like you're not making an order until I find out, you know, it's got to be this, it's got to be that because, you know, that's a massive cost for the salons and spa. Yeah. But when they do realize after a while, once we've got the reels in motion, actually we order more and better because it's all about selling in and selling through. So we're ordering more and better because we're selling in and selling through with the retail as well culture program. Mm. We end up ordering better and stronger uh, uh, forecasting than anything, anything before. So they tend to like me afterwards. <laughs> they realize actually it's not too bad <laughs> you know, because because actually let's stop overcharging the you know over overfeeding those salons and spas that are not able to shift what is not shifting it's only going to sit on the shelf and that i learned very quickly from uh, uh clarence you know my my boss said to me what is the most important thing in your business valerie and i was like training the staff la 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 motivation da, 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 no no I was like, okay, what is it? <laughs> you know, stock, if you have too much stock on your shelf, it's the money sitting there. If you don't have enough stock uh, on your shelf, that means you can't do your target. Mm. So stock management became the heart of everything I did. And, you know, I have, a, I have a very strict system, but a system that works for both parts, for both the brands and, and, the, and the salon. Yeah. Um, 
it's definitely part of it for sure it's part of it you know once upon a time when we used to have a, a, a brand new cream or a brand new thing that was it was a celebration and we used to do you know pizza nights with scrubs and 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 mask everyone and mask on and and a glass of wine and talk about the latest products like why can't we go back to that element of understanding retail can be really fun yeah. and and, and amazing and just just not just you know how many spas and salons do i see oh yeah we've got a new product half of the team don't even know yeah yeah i think that's it isn't it it's it's really getting them to just fall in love with it again but also understand the you know we do need to sell we need to make sure we've not got stock sat on the shelves gathering dust i hate seeing that but it is, it's just, it's just getting them to fall in love with it again, isn't it? it it's actually the name of our Facebook group, Fall Into Love With Retail Sales. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> just kind of, you know, we, and Terry's on the same wavelength. Just, just Valerie, when you see the therapist at the beginning of the training, petrified and thinking, mm. oh, being dragged into this retail training again, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it is a bit that mentality. And then by the end of it, they engage, they're on it. You know, obviously, I go in the back of it with the owners and the managers to kind of push that mindset. And like I said, it's like shifting a big boat, you know, around. So, so it is going to take a little time, and it's going to take habits, and it's going to take, you know, a, a mindset shift. And yeah. I guess we buy in Ireland, you know, we reduce stock control by a you know a huge amount we increase the retail sale and now it's a winning combination and what you know what happens i've been with them now this now the third year and you know what happens now is any newcomer to the spa is part of it the, the yeah. culture is there there's no getting away from it no you know we are there's no other option so they know no different and what's interesting is you know last visit i had early january uh, they were saying, you know, the girls that are coming on board, you know, there's no fight against it because they know from get go, this is what we do and this is how we do it and this is why we do it and let's train mm. you on it. So it's, it, yeah, I guess it's a big, it's in particular in a spa because in a spa, the sell is definitely more difficult. Mm. Um, so I guess that would have to be my success story, I have to say. I, wanna, I had a bit of a think about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I guess because in the spa is is difficult. Yeah, know, it is difficult. You know, how many times do I get a therapist coming in with free products on the on a tray, and I've just had the most amazing spa treatment, and I'm looking at it, and then she gives me a massive leaflet of loads of things ticked. Mm. And then I'm going for a swimming pool. Do you think I remember that? I don't. I probably left the leaflet in my dressing gown anyway. So, yeah. you know, as a customer, it's not very engaging. And as a therapist, I feel obliged to do. So the spa is a difficult one for sure, mm. um, but not an impossible one at all. No. And, you know, River Spa has, has shown me that, that actually the system works and I've taken it in uh, various different places and it does work and, and the mindset works as long as you are invested in it on the, on the, you know, on the mindset basis that you're ready for that change. Yeah. Yeah, but as a therapist on your own, it doesn't mean if the manager isn't doing that, if the manager is not, or the owner is not really fussed about it, it doesn't mean you as a therapist can't learn and 
and do your own thing to progress your career and understand a little bit what the fuss is about because guess what most of the time they enjoy it mm. yeah well that's it they do they do and they that's it once they enjoy it it's it just it flows it does it flows it becomes so much easier well listen thank you so much for your time valerie um before i do talk a lot so thank no, you no no it's fine i love it i wish we could talk more um but before we go where can our listeners find you for more information so i mean my uh website is valeriedelforge.com uh i am doing a massive rebranding uh you know that is going to happen kind of during time but mm-hmm. uh, at the moment it's valeriedelforge.com and you have me at valeriedelforge on instagram is the main one or facebook as well they're the main two platforms that i use i've got a few videos on linkedin uh on the youtube as well and obviously mm-hmm. a massive massive fan of linkedin which is where <laughs> we met yes oh well thank you so so much valerie um thank you for having me it's a real pleasure oh my absolute pleasure it's been great to talk to you about sales again (laughs) both our favorite subject (laughs) one day we'll have to do like a proper maybe training session or that would be amazing that would be like the dream (laughs) exactly zone as far as retail sales are concerned. Thanks again to our sponsor Tiny White Bits which is available to professionals via Salons Direct as well as being stocked in various salons across the North West and North Wales. Just check out the salon locator on their fancy pants website tinywhitebits.co.uk. You can buy the self-tan here as well as meet the team, read the blog, get some tanning tips so your tan looks gorgeous and flawless every time you apply it. You can even sign up to their monthly newsletter here, which I highly recommend. Most importantly, thank you for listening. It means so much to me when I read your reviews, get your feedback and when you share the love on your social media. So thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'll be back for the final episode of season two with the founder of Bloma Beauty in two weeks on the 25th of March. Remember to check out the Spa Talks Instagram page as well because since we celebrate International Women's Day on March the 8th and March being all about the girls, all this month I'm celebrating the inspirational women that I've had the pleasure of talking to on the podcast over the last 12 months, as well as other inspiring girls who are really smashing it in their respective fields right now and who I know will be able to help you elevate your own business and well-being in one way or another. Thanks again everyone and I'll see you back here on March 25th.